Podcast that leads a woman willingly around the highways and byways of Monty Python. I'm Christopher, and this is the Misses. Hi, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Well, Fiona, you are the uh, expert in the old uh, book club discussions, <laughs> so I think you should maybe take the lead on this. Monty Python's Big Red Book. The funniest book in the whole wide world. In this mm. funny old world. I would debate that. Oh, well, let's debate. It's a heated debate. So, I mean, it didn't bode well that you gave me this as homework to read for the podcast. And and, and homework is what I saw it as. as. And treated it as such, much like my schoolwork. I left it to the last minute mm-hmm. and had um, a quick thumb through it. So that probably didn't put me in the best mood for embracing the the world of Monty Python. There's a lot I'm of... I'm sure it's endeared you to our listeners as well. I know, I'm taking this podcast so seriously. Um, but just flicking through it, there is a lot of content that you have seen in the programmes. Yes, a lot is based on the programme. Some is absolutely verbatim from the programme. Yes. Um, and... You even written homework on a little post. That was to remind me of this intro thought. Oh, I see. Um, of, of what I was going I to say about I it. See. Um, so yeah, this is um because some of the stuff I have seen quite recently, I probably didn't need to see it again. Okay. In my general opinion, but there were some bits that I liked, and we could go through those if you'd like. Okay, let's. Do let's you have any general it. comments before we start? Uh, I see you've got your own copy of it. Uh, yes, I do. I have we, I have two copies of it, as all self-respecting uh, people will have. The hardback um, and the softback. Yes, I have a hardback. I think, I think I have the hardback second edition. You can tell the edition by this uh, number here, um, because as you'll see in your edition, it is much higher. And every time they republished it, they put a new number on. Ah, I see. You so see? The limited edition of... One, two, three... Four, five, six, seven, eight. So we're in like eighth edition now. Yes, I see your one's actually been filled up by somebody. Actually, has somebody's handwritten uh, scroll in it. I didn't. You can't tell whether these are meant to be part of the book. Well, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> you have to admire, if nothing else, you have to admire the work that's gone in to the presentation of the big red book. I mean, there's a lot of tiny detail. Yes. I do like that. I also quite enjoy the fact the softback edition has special new hardback edition written on it. <laughs> yes. And and some of the reviews on the back. Well, see, I don't have the reviews on the back. That's interesting. Uh, it says, its back is too hard. <laughs> I laughed a lot. For me, perhaps the finest book written in the English language since Bleak House. Pass the butter. That's all from us. Till tomorrow night at ten. Good night. Super. We, fight, we shall fight on the beaches. <laughs> William Churchill. I'm going to bounce up and down on my spring. This quote is not said by me at all, but made up by somebody else. 
Shall have to consult my executive. Bottom, age four. <laughs> so yes, there, there there is that to enjoy about it. And I would, as you introduced it to me, it is probably a better toilet book. Um, but I didn't even look at it when I was on the toilet. <laughs> Well, there is you can dip into an out, yes, out of it. There is debate about whether it is actually the very first toilet book or oh, whether really? there are other ones that uh, that, that precede it. Mm-hmm. Certainly it seems to have been the one that started the idea that any comedy series would get its own book and that would be basically modelled on Monty Python's Big Red Book. So, so is this a, a thing that happens again? Well, I was just Can I ask, give you a blank face? Oh? So have you never come across... <laughs> Uh, 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 what is the, the comedy tie-in book? The Young Ones Bachelor Boys. No. Um, Vic Reeves Big Night In. No. Um, any of the Goodies books? No. Not 1982. No. None of these. You've never. I, I can't believe that your two older brothers didn't have I, at least one of the, these. So they instead of behaving badly. I think the Bob Montemont one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sorry, the Rick Reed. Uh Might be one that my brother had. Right. The Spitting Image um, comic book, Janet Lives with Mel and Griff, The Leversley Tooled, Smith and Jones. My father had these books. I feel I'm I'm (laughs) entering a world of, you feel you need to educate me now. (laughs) In toilet books? Yes. Oh, in in, in comedy tie-in books? Yes. And the later ones, like the League of Gentlemen's um, uh, Book of Precious Things. No. The Craig Island Examiner. No. Okay. All right. Well, they're all like this. They sell millions at Christmas time, and they're all like, and they're all basically based on the Big Red Book. Okay. Okay. So, the first of all, you have no idea who Reginald Bosenkit is. Well, I got from reading all the letters about the forward that he was something in ITN. Yes, he was a newsreader. He said uh, from the nine o'clock show. Well, from the ten o'clock news. Ten o'clock news. Yes. Um, but then there's another guy who was from the BBC nine o'clock news. Yes. Saying so why are we not here. getting to do it? Yeah, I didn't find that funny. Okay. Um, that's followed by a letter from the Colonel. There's one bit that made me laugh a little bit. What was that? Uh, paragraph three. <laughs> paragraph three, line twelve. Don't bend my book back, please. You have no idea what I've been doing for this book. <laughs> but you gave it to me. Anyway, um, paragraph three. When uh, this guy said. Um, I should say that the army was one of the finest possible influences on young chap's life. I certainly made me a man of me, and it made a man of my wife. <laughs> that made me laugh. I quite like the fact that this is sort of character development of the colonel, that he feels sort of underappreciated for his his uh, you know his contributions to Monty Python. Have we have we met the colonel before? Yeah, he's the one who stops it because he's getting silly. Ah, right. And so he thinks, therefore, that you know he should maybe have got a chance of writing the forward to the book. Okay. But he did not. Yes, then we have some more. Uh, Ruth Baker, who's a BBC newsreader. You know, I've never seen a telegram. Is this what they look That's like? That's what telegrams look like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an education for me. Yes. I quite like the fact that it, the whole thing gives this sort of... this sort of BBC family feeling, that the BBC newsreaders are, are even more put out, that they've asked ITN newsreaders to, uh, you know, to, to do the forwards and not the BBC. I thought that was the thing. So then we're into a page of adverts. I have two that I liked. Okay, let's see if they, they coincide with the ones that I liked. Which two do you like? I liked the... Um, 
Holiday in Spain? Why not come to Cleethorpes? We've got everything the bloody Dagos have got, plus you don't have to learn their stupid language. Cleethorpes, a good place for liberal intellectuals. <laughs> yeah, that, that isn't one of the ones that I had uh, looked up. Looked, uh, I had pointed out. Do you want to hear my other one? What's your other one? Are you over six foot tall, well built, alert, keen, or with a oh. smart mind, a good education, and think you deserve a better opportunity in the world today? Cocky little bugger, aren't you? <laughs> Uh, well, my favourites are, um, what's this one? A loose cover for you. Yes, at last we can <laughs> offer a complete range of home-knit loose covers made to fit yourself or any relative. These are a must for people who tend to remain stationary for long periods. Stops dust getting into the cracks and crevices that nature left unprotected. Fit a loose cover to yourself today. Lamprey Loose Covers Limited, the Dales, one or all. I, I could, I could give I you. Kind of that, if I kind of thought of you and your endless requirement for a uh, blanket when we were watching TV or whatever, but I'll discover for yourself today. <laughs> I was thinking you were going to say dust in my crevices. <laughs> no, I, no. I then. But like, I did. I do think just that loose cover thing is a bit like uh, applicable for COVID times, even though this podcast is timeless. Um, <laughs> Thank you for remembering. <laughs> because you know that's when we are. More stationary than normal. Yes. Uh, I also liked... Where is this one now? Uh, you need my handy. I know, I thought, but I thought I'd done it. For sale. Large bedridden female. Keen on astrology and re-establishment of diplomatic relations with communist China. Will part exchange for slim brunette. <laughs> Who with... He says something else. Slight like interest in development of trade with emergent African nations. Yeah. <laughs> um... And I also like, this is, we can't just make this reading out your favourite bits of the Big Red Book. Um, don't throw away your old jam jars. Send them Mrs. Betty Dago waiting High Street and she will throw them away for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, I also liked, uh, Welshman will exchange 1927 mint condition bronze hatney for one exactly the same. Pointless oh, swaps limited. What's what? <laughs> Uh, and what's the, what's the easy yes I thought I th- when I was reading it I thought that the, the picture ones were genuine um, to some extent uh, but I did like the genuine English the genuine English blended easy suit you can spill food on it you can get mud on it you can pour oil on it but that'll ruin it <laughs> So yes, I like that page. That was a good. That was a good. So it says A A R A C B B C only. Yeah. <laughs> then we have the page from uh, Juliet, uh, the love story for our times with Ken Shabby. Yeah, I mean that's obviously better in the video format. I feel. Well, this act, these pictures are actually taken on the set of An Hour for Something Completely Different. That's quite a few of the pictures were. All right. Uh, but, but this sketch isn't in An Hour for Something Completely Different. But your pictures are also better than mine. Oh, in, in yes. Clarity. Yes, my pictures are kind of, yeah. That's interesting. Um, but it did remind me of those kind of love story comic photo mm. things that I used to get in the Just 17 mags yeah. that I'd read at the age of 13. And they also have Palin's fabulous expression in the last picture. Page. Well, I think you, you're appreciating that better than I am, but yes. Okay. Then we have the foot. Um, and the credits page. 
apparently this is uh, yeah Eric Idle is kind of the the um, driving force behind the books and um, went through hell trying to get the others to actually do something for the books. Uh, there's also some satire about BBC programme planners without whom anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, some um, pictures. I from didn't quite the, like the art. Well, being on its own. You know? Yeah, I, I like it too. Uh, Terry Gilliam didn't think much of it because Eric Idle had to get somebody to sneak into Terry Gilliam's uh, studio and steal bits of it for him <laughs> because he was so reluctant to give any away. Uh, why accountancy is not boring. <laughs> I just liked it when we got to page 17. So you oh. might want to talk about the first page. Well, see, I liked why accountancy is not boring because Putty's life seems boring, obviously. As he has written it. But his enjoyment of it is somewhat infectious. Yeah. And the fact that he loves being an accountant. It kind of comes off the page. It's quite a difficult thing to kind of do. Yeah, okay. Uh, then we go on to page 17. Well, hello. Welcome to page 17. In many books, page 17 is a sad anticlimax. After the exciting events described in pages 15 and 16. So they've put in a bit of naughty text in the middle just to cheer you up. <laughs> yes. But, well, I say naughty text, but nothing actually happens. It's just that kind of language. Oh, yeah, it's, it's total nonsense it's what's total happening nonsense. in it, what's yeah. happening in the page, yeah. But again, a good, you know, when you're sitting down uh, in the smallest room, it's just almost a perfect size of yeah for you to do your business in. Then we have the naughty pages. Unfortunately, yeah. comedy books have a tendency to have their, to do this in a sort of cake and eat it way. It was like, ha ha ha, <laughs> wouldn't it be awful if there was like some naked pictures or some naked pictures? You get naked pictures in this book. Uh, it's not. They're freakish pictures. I don't like them. Ah, uh, okay. I'm, I'm sure you probably appreciate them. <laughs> Nothing for the female audience. <laughs> maybe that happens in later uh, comedy tie-in books. Mm, maybe. Okay, there's some adverts here. I wasn't mad keen on these adverts. Um, although they were funny enough, I thought. Anything to say on these? No, nothing on these. Then the little half-size. Do you remember these little adverts that were half-size? Oh, this is great. I think this is really good. I love all the silly party names. Mm-hmm. And the matter-of-fact statements. Mrs. Elsie is married to a tree. Um, and this photo of Terry Jones as uh, Malcolm, Peter, Brian, Telescope, Adrian, Blackpool, John, Rob, Vegetable, Stoke, Mangrove, etc. I just like pictures in which the pythons look very silly. Uh, then we have this. Now this page, this is this is an excellent page. Of nipple. The keyhole for voyeurs. Well, I much preferred. Which then becomes. This one. The keyhole for exhibitionists. I never even noticed that. I just oh. like the fact he's keeking through it. Yeah. See, there's thought going into that. That's, you've got to admire that. I did like. Then we're at the Batley Townswoman's Guild. Oh, you haven't ne- mentioned the, the breasted Oh, the policeman. policeman, the flashing policeman. That's Is that right. a piece of art that you like? No. No. Okay. The Batley Townswoman's Guild. I love the change of orientation that goes on through the, in the book. So now we're looking at this um, lengthwise, Flag if you like. Tape. Yes. Oh, no, this is just the same image over and over again. It's not the same image over and over again. 
Well, they're dressed the same. It's the oh, same right, okay. type. Yeah, yeah, photographs from the same point. Even yes. though they're claiming that these are all different uh, performances that they've portrayed. Nah, I don't think it's not much funny. Well, like what this page has on it is, I like it when they expand the Python universe, or they tie the Python universe together. Mm. So this is uh, signed by Richard Fairbanks, The Dimples, Bottomley, Wainscoting near Batley. But wainscoting in one of the in one of the other sketches was this village. Remember, she ran out of the house and shouted, "We put on the telly," and that was the village of wainscoting. But it was referring to another sketch. Something for the geeks. <laughs> okay, tell me about the next page, then. It's um some quizzes and a crossword, um, but they're all silly. Mhm. Did they raise a laugh? No. Oh. What What made you laugh? I thought I, I quite like the um, silly things to do. Take a piece of blue notepaper and stick it on the side of a chicken, then frighten the chicken. It's a, it, it, I, this reminded me of, well, I appreciate this will be later on, but this reminded me of a Vic and Bob okay. page, this one. I also like the fact that, and I, I remember thinking this when I was, you know, when I was young and first learning about crosswords, is... Why aren't there words in the middle of words, like in this case as a one-up? Which has taken some thought, because admittedly, you just have to write in the words mm. that are in the clues, but one, you know, numbers three, four, and five across, the second letters of them, if you read it upwards, makes a different word. And it's like, that's quite, you know, you have to think, have to think about that. Mm. Okay, next page. No, nothing no, to say about no, that. Nothing to say about that. Uh, the sports page? Nothing to say about that. Nothing to say about that. Do you not have anything to say not about that? Not really. Is your, see, that's interesting. Is my, it's not as good as your one. No, I know. My one has different types of paper and no. all sorts of things. That was obviously This is made on the cheap. Um, Short poem. poem. Yeah, now this is like, this Shunt's Utopia is, is just, this is the script that we read on the TV. I'm not sure I remembered it. Whereas, like the the previous page, there was a sketch that was all about um, Jimmy Ballard and Ken's clean the air systems, but they've adapted it to be like mm. a newspaper report. Um, I love the 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 port shown by the Spiverant Runer, and especially the short poem, mm-hmm. which is Poe, and the Horace poem. I think that's the greatest bit of Monty Python that isn't in Monty Python. Really? Yes. I did quite enjoy the poem because it it read well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it... Yeah, I quite enjoyed that. I have nothing more to say. Though. Nothing more to say. The World Encyclopedia of Carnal Knowledge. Yet another page of naughtiness. It wasn't really, though, was it? Oh, I don't know. There's some pretty racy pictures. And there's it? proper naked women in it. Yeah. How naughty do you think it is? I think it's quite naughty. What's the naughtiest bit? Um, this picture of this woman. That is particularly naughty. I, I was more thinking about the suggestions. Oh, the suggestions. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I didn't really make any notes on this, mm, because I, no, did, I, 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 I must say, I didn't think this was one of the funnier pages of the no. book. But there we go. Uh, <laughs> oh, the Australian page. 
Have you not read this before? I'm not sure I have. Ah. I, I don't think you would publish this page anymore. I think this is one of... Uh, it was a different time. There's nothing too funny or too... No, well, okay, fair enough. Uh, children's page I like as well, with the blotted out, presumably, dirty bits. Yeah, but isn't this... Uh, is it Eric Idle that reads the stories for bedtimes and then realises he can't... And he has to go to the next one, yes. Yeah, it's just that same joke. Mm-hmm. Blackmail! Blackmail in written form. I just think this is the same joke that they've had on the telly, so I didn't really look at it in too much detail. Did All you right. miss anything? No, not really. It largely is the same as what's on the telly, but it's nicely laid out. Mm-hmm. And there's American Defence for sale. And then the sheet music for the Bing Tiddle Tiddle Bong. Which is just silly us in music form. But you will notice that you have different adverts at the bottom of your sheet music than me. Oh, yeah. Because what? it turned out these, the, the ones in the first editions were real adverts, and it turned out they were still in copyright, so they had to take them out. <laughs> and make their own up, make their own different ones up, but that still looked like they were old. Mm. Uh, act one, act two, act three was nonsense. <laughs> Quite enjoyed the squash fly. Okay. Have you been civilised by uh, Sir Kevin Clark? I, I probably missed the cultural reference. Probably missed me a bit. He presented a program called Civilization, right? Sort of a landmark thing yeah, yeah, about yeah. the history of, of art. I think um, I do remember that. Right. Um, yes, then there is Le Pouf Celebre. Now, this, obviously, I remember enjoying this as the, the TV yes. one, so I did enjoy it again. I must admit, this is my level of French. Right. So I could kind of follow what they were saying. Mm-hmm. I don't think I remember in the French, in the TV version of this, this being Le Pouf Celebre and the word Pouf being around. Yes, Le Pouf Celebre was definitely there. That is how he, that's how John Keys introduces the Michael Palin character. Mm. Um, I don't think the, I don't think the rest of it is exactly what was right. saying on TV. I think unfortunately there is an unfortunate conflation of well, once you get past the use of the term poof, um, there's an unfortunate conflation of that with um, uh, pederasty. Uh, but um, yes, and these are pictures with also uh, with pederasty. Is that like pedophilia? Yes. Oh dear. Um, but these are also pictures from the film that weren't used in the film. Uh, then we have Madame Palm writes... Oh, you've made notes here, but I haven't. I thought this was a bit, a bit of a one joke, that well, even though nobody's asking her about sex, but she's look, always talking about sex. I like that they changed the joke here. Ah. Arson is perfectly naturally feeling, Geoffrey. As one of us from one of times to another in our lives haven't felt the need to set fire into some great public building. I know I have. So that was... Mm-hmm. I like the fact that, you know, you're reading through the same joke. Oh, different joke. Mm-hmm. And um, and this one too. Uh, our dog Nipper has just won a seat in the U.S. Senate. Will he have to be vaccinated? Yes, Mr. Wilcox. I'm afraid all U.S. Senate senators have to be vaccinated. That was a bit different, wasn't it? Oh, you liked a bit of difference. So, but you didn't you didn't like it if it was just the same joke over and over again. You like a bit of difference. I like a bit of difference. Yes. Okay. Uh, then we have the um, family tree of Johan de Gamble Putty Devon, etc. etc. Et 
good bit of space. Good bit of space. Then we have, I think this is the best part of the book. It is so well done, and there is so much detail in the Radio Times extract from the greatest upper-class race in the world. Well, I must. I'm, I enjoyed the first page more than the second page, mm-hmm. um, because it's all about the sort of background to where they got to where they are today, mm-hmm. and it does remind me a little bit of. School prospectus kind of stuff. All right. If you know, there's a bit later on that's about uh, alumni. Yes, letter oh, yes that, uh-huh. that kind of reminded me of that as well. But yeah, the second pages, I just thought, well, this is just the same as the. Uh, I don't think it, it's not quite. There's is can, there, there is more to this. This I think is Point a good example. Um, well, can uh, you know in the in the program you just basically saw the upper class Twitter of the year show. Um, but here you get a bit more, it all gets kind of expanded. The judge, so like kicking the beggar. The judge can disqualify you if you kick the beggar after he's down more than eight times. Uh, many great twits have gone out on this one simply by kicking the judge. In 1947, OKSG St. P. Semaphore went out of the racing altogether when he accidentally kicked three Irish clergy and they set about him. So I just think it was a good, it's good that they kind of they are building on the, it. There. Yeah, they run yeah. with it. Yeah. Whereas all they can do with the lumberjack song is just print the words of the lumberjack song on the next pages. Sorry. Mhm. Mhm. Uh, the do-it-yourself story. I quite like that. And here are all the words that you know wouldn't really fit there, but uh, mm. you know, there we go. And the goat's page. No, it's just silliness. Just too silly for you. Too silly for me. Uh, this, this is the old school. Yes, the Nazi old school yes. alumni. But, it was, mm-hmm. you know, just the... Um, uh, yeah, just where they up to these days. And mm-hmm. it's just the style it's written in, I, I quite liked. Um, and then it's a, there was a chocolate, which is mm-hmm. the same joke again than we've seen on telly. Okay. Uh, the Hungarian, dubbed Hungarian phrase book. It's uh, even the same wording as they used on the telly. Yes, it is. Yes, you're right. Yes, uh-huh. So there's nothing new there, really. As is the, the list of novelties. That's the same as is in that sketch. Then, oh, I, I didn't recognise the list of novelties. Oh, yes, yes. There's a sketch where basically Eric Idle's a novelty seller and he... Oh, at the door. Yeah, and that's what he oh, said. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. That's what he says. Uh, but then, the journey in Earl's court, leaving aside possible cultural issues around it. I think it's quite cleverly done. With I all could the, read that without, you could read it. Yeah, without yeah. much effort, so that was mm-hmm. quite clever. And then in the showbiz bit next to it, yep. I enjoyed the fact that the anagram of Eamon Andrews was Nora Wee Deansman. Mm-hmm. And I, but I, uh, the showbiz riddle me, riddle me me, mm-hmm. the answer is an old poof. Yes. So I, I thought I had to Bring that to attention oh, right. to say it's not acceptable. Is this part of your campaign to get Monty Python cancelled? I'm not get, trying to get Monty Python cancelled. Well, stop mentioning all the bits that they could be cancelled for. Just like we did with uh, the Carry On films, you have to bring to light and point out what is now no longer acceptable. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is there so much in the book that is no longer acceptable that it that it spoils your no, enjoyment of the book? But I I feel yeah, a duty bound to point out. 
what is no longer acceptable. Okay. Uh, I like the poems of Ewan McTeagle, but they are just the poems of Ewan McTeagle. Yeah, I mean, but I, even though it is just the same joke, I still read it all, which is not all right. true of all pages, mm-hmm. and um, it was quite funny mm-hmm. how, how many times they can say, then just a couple of bob can have £50 for men the shed. What's 20 quid to the bloody Midland bank? Yes. <laughs> the way they, they did it um, is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have the Parana Brothers. Now, I, I really enjoyed that. And I know oh. it's probably verbatim what they said on the telly. Very close. But I read it and quite enjoyed it. Oh. I, I agree. The, this this is kind of... Even like all the of this. plus. But I read it all and it was funny. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting also, again, how they bring together different sketches. So, you know, a lot of the pictures are from different sketches, but work as illustrations of Piranha Brothers. Apart from that, that's blatantly the same guy. Yes, that is perhaps a bit of a problem, but uh, but there we go. Um, I think, uh, and the one thing that struck me was, in the first column, they speak about the, the Piranha Brothers' next-door neighbour, who says, Can everyone was lovely. Um, uh, all the kids were like that then. They didn't have their heads stuffed with all this Cartesian dualism. Yes. And it's like, that's not Cartesian dualism, but it's, people, are, oh, people clearly were saying, kids today are not as good as kids yesterday because their heads are full of this, yeah. that and the other. And people are still saying that yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. People are presumably still saying, saying that hundreds of years ago. Uh-huh. Kids are always not as good as the kids when you know when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I was also a little bit disappointed that uh, in the part uh, where they talk about Spiny Norman, um, he was 12 feet from snout to tail, not from his head to his anus. Which oh, yeah. is a very nice way of putting it. Um, but I did think that the the ending was quite disappointing because it, it just ends. Mm. Whereas both the TV and particularly the record have got very inventive ways of ending this section. Mm-hmm. Well, if you remember the record, particularly the record is the scratch where the guy comes in and he goes, we've had enough of this yeah, now. Yeah. Oh, scratch your record, scratch your record, scratch your record. And I thought, well, you've got to find some way of, you know, you know, doing this, even if it was just like tearing the page off or something, you mm-hmm. know, to, to show that, that they'd been got at. But there we go. Uh, then we have an advert for uh, the Python Literary Guild with yet another uh, naked picture of a lady in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the last few, uh, the last letter from the news readers. And then all the geographies. I like the geographies. <laughs> I like the geographies. Which geographies are particular? Uh, I enjoyed uh, You Can Taunt Cows. Um, the uh, mentions of the scaffold, um, which were, where is it? Can I, get a, can I get a mention in your book, says Roger McGough. Uh, what about us then, say Mike McGee and John Gorman? Uh, that was quite fun. I also liked in the uh, hagiography of Saints, St. Asian the Station. I hadn't noticed that actually. Uh, the books about uh, the books telling you where public toilets are is the biography. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. And uh, the very last line, uh, the very last martyr is, "Yes, we have no two martyrs." Where? Oh, I hadn't noticed that. <laughs> 
I thought, yeah, you know, I, I read this. I've probably never actually read all of this before. Mm. Um, but as I was reading it, I was thinking, yeah, this, this, there was enough every now and then to be like, haha, that's quite funny, mm. to keep you reading all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. So that's Monty Python's big book. book. But the whole genre is a bit... Of a new... Uh, uh, like, to you. Yes. This is a podcast in... Uh, if you want to review his comedy books. I think not. Because you didn't really enjoy this at all, did you? No. <laughs> Do you like it best for Monty Python as a sketch programme? Yes. And you don't really like that very much either, do you? But can we go back to it, please? I promise you that the next, the next time we speak, we will be discussing a sketch programme. That Monty Python had. Well, obviously it involves Monty Python, yes. It's not like one they've written or is it? Nod to. I anything. promise that it You're will using feature, careful language here. It will feature the members of Monty Python. Okay. Is that good enough? That will be good enough. Uh, so, you won't be looking forward to further books by Monty Python then? No. Maybe now you've got the idea of it, it'll be... Uh, well, I certainly won't leave it to last minute. More interesting. I think, you know, to, so there are bits in this where, you know, Monty Python's Big Red Book might be the you know, the most visible and available version of Monty Python from most of the 1970s, given that you can't watch things again on TV. Yeah. Records are quite expensive. I think quite a lot of people will have been introduced to Monty Python through finding copies of the Monty Python's Big Red Book. Um, and it's interesting to think about coming to things from different ways. And we're doing oh, this are we going chronologically. To mention the fact that the Red Book is blue? Well, I, I mean, that kind of goes without saying, doesn't <laughs> it? The Monty Python's Big Red Book must, of course, be blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, the um, there was there were questions asked when the first ones came off saying, oh, "We've we've made it blue, not red." Uh, but no, that was always deliberate that it was going to be blue. Uh, it was also upon obviously the little red book of Chairman uh, Mao. Right. Okay. So, any more? To, anything more to be said? No. Was nothing more to be said? All that remains to be said is join us again the next time, and we will once again, hopefully with more success, <laughs> introduce the Python of the Misses. Bye. Bye.